give a message about standing strong. Standing strong. We sang a song about that a little bit earlier, about that God enables us to stand strong because He is the Almighty. He is the God that is more powerful than anything, any situation, any circumstance, any problem. He is the all-powerful God uh, that can intervene in any situation, in any circumstance. And we do welcome that. So if you turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15, 51 uh, to 58. This here is uh, Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Uh, there was some confusion about some of the doctrines that were going around, and uh, those things happen as well in churches. Sometimes this confusion comes in, and so Paul was just kind of reminding them, this is what you need to focus on. And so he starts off in verse 51. We're not going to read uh, the whole chapter. That's quite a few verses, but we're just going to pick it up at verse 51. He says, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into the bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's his summation. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, for those that are joining us online. And God, we're just praying that you would speak to us afresh this morning from your word. We love your word, God, in this church. And Father, we just pray that uh, you'll help us to apply it to our hearts and to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about standing strong in your faith. Uh, we are living in a season and a time where as Christians, we really need to be remaining and standing strong. It's not really a time to be focused on all the things that we can do out there in life. Uh, rather, it's a time that we would focus ourselves on God and prepare ourselves for the time that we are living in. Now, we all realize that we are closer to the return of Christ than ever before. And we also should recognize that the enemy of our soul also recognizes that his time is coming to an end and he's busy disrupting people's faith and trying to get people to leave the faith. And that really should cause us to wake up and to realize that, you know, I need to make sure I'm standing strong in my faith. Sadly, we are seeing numbers of people leave the faith uh, that they were brought up into, uh, leaving historic Christianity to believe in another gospel that contains some Christianity, but really is more in tune with the, the thoughts and opinions and the values of our society rather than the values and the uh, 
word of God that we have in our Bibles. It's a gospel that's not really a true gospel. And it makes really a mockery of uh, historic Christianity. It kind of falls more in line with the New Age thoughts and it attacks the word of God that, you know, they start saying, well, you know, the Bible's not really God's word. Uh, it contains God's word, but it's not really God's word. And then, you know, a, another big one that you'll often hear is sin no, is no longer sin. And that, you know what, as soon as you hear that, there should be alarm bells going off. Anytime anyone tries to say that sin isn't a big deal, listen, it took the death of Jesus Christ on a cross. It's a pretty big deal. And so when you hear people kind of talking about that, oh, yeah, sin's not a problem. Don't worry about sin. There should be alarm bells going off in your mind. And I know we've gone through uh, lots and lots of uh, movements uh, in these past years and times, uh, the grace movement uh, being one of them that, you know, was really making light uh, of, uh, of any sin, that, you know, sin is okay to do. Just go ahead and sin, you know, as long as you love Jesus still. Well, how do you love Jesus if you're sinning, because the Bible tells us, if you love me, you're going to obey me. Not that you're going to go out and sin even more. Of course not. And sadly, a lot of Christians are falling for a lot of new ideas that are, well, actually, they're not really new. They're just usually old heresies uh, that just pick up new names. And uh, some of the newest ones that you maybe are hearing about when you're going around or people are talking about is deconstructing of your faith. That's a big one that's going on right now. Progressive Christianity uh, is a big one that's going on right now. And they're basically counterfeits that are deceiving many Christians uh, to turn from the faith that they believe in to believe in another gospel that is no gospel at all. Now, if you really want some good theology uh, on this and all these other uh, thoughts and things that are going on today, let me tell you where you'll get it. The Word of God, the Bible. Read the Bible. As Christians, we really need to be reading God's word. Uh, if you're worried about, you know, is this true or is this not true? Is this biblical or is it not biblical? The only way you're really going to know is if you know the word of God. And so you need to get into that word and study it and know that word. Now, there is a, a, a book out there that has been written of late um, that kind of examines a lot of these trends where people are falling into. Uh, talks about this journey of this uh, uh, lady. Her name is Elisa Childers. Uh, about her journey where her faith was being challenged and her, her faith kept being attacked and she kept saying to herself, I think this is wrong, I, I think this is wrong, but she was going along with everyone until she said, i got to search the scriptures. And uh, she ended up writing a book about how she searched the scripture and uh, let me tell you, it's, uh, I think it would be a great book, a Bible college material book of theology uh, talking about that will help you as you come against a lot of these uh, falsehoods uh, that are being taught in our world today. You know, and it's really sad to see Christians falling for these doctrines and, you know, the, the seekers-friendly kind of stuff and, you know, being soft on sin. Uh, friends, it really should immediately just uh, touch your spirit to say something's wrong. You, you know, there should be a stop sign that comes up immediately like, hey, Something wrong here. There's something wrong when you're starting to hear things like that. But there are Christians that are falling away from the faith. And the Bible tells us that there will come that time where there will be many who will choose to walk away from the faith. 
But I want to encourage you, if you know people that have walked away from the faith that it's not too late to turn back and serve the Lord Jesus Christ again. God is a friend of the backslider. God will draw them back, and we need to be praying uh, for that and uh, praying for people that are struggling with a faith issue, struggling with some of the things that have gone on in our churches, and that's uh, kind of keeping them from getting closer to God. And so we need to be praying for that, but as well that you need to be aware, you know, this is a sign of the times that we're living in, that even as Christians, that you'll see many that will start to fall away. However, at the same time, it's also interesting that while there is a falling away that takes place, the Bible also says there's going to be a lot of people coming to faith and that there will be an interim harvest before the coming of Christ as the gospel will reach every corner of the earth. And, you know, we're seeing that today. We're seeing the gospel message get out to every corner of the earth. You know, we, we look at COVID, which uh, I don't have anything good to say about COVID, except for one thing is that it got the gospel out even further. We thought it was, you know, a lot of people were complaining that, oh, our rights, our rights, our rights. But do you realize in the midst of all of that, the gospel got out on the Internet, and it's all over the world. Even for you here today, there are people that are watching you uh, from different countries of the world, different provinces of our nation are watching you. And so the gospel message is actually getting out there all over the world. And yet, as uh, the, the Lord tells us about that, we need to be careful because he says you need to be careful because you need to stand for the gospel. It's not a time, you know, to grow slack in our experience with God. It's not a time, you know, go and hide somewhere. No, it's a time to preach the gospel more than ever before. Jesus gave this message in the closing chapters of Matthew, Matthew 24, 12 to 14. It says, Sin is going to be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the ones who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. So opportunities for people to hear the gospel, even though there's many that we may see falling away from the gospel, there will be an opportunity for those people, same people, to come back to the Lord and also to many people that have never heard the gospel to take that opportunity and say, I'm going to respond. I believe that God is speaking to me and they're going to start coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And so as we look at that, the Bible is saying you need to be strong during this time. You need to be strong. You need to be concentrating uh, on, on getting the gospel message out there that we might indeed see more people come into the kingdom of God. God desires no one to perish. That's not God's desire. So you know that God is going to be working with you as you pray, as you intercede for other people, that they would come to faith in Christ. And also if they've walked away from the faith, that they would come back because God does not want them to perish. So God's working. He's not going to stop working on those individuals. And we need to join in with the Lord and say, yeah, I'm not going to give up on them either. I'm going to pray for them that they would have an encounter again and they would return unto the Lord, or if it's for the very first time, that they would come to faith in Jesus Christ. And so during this time where there's you know false prophets and things like that that are taking place, false teachers, uh, it's a message that Paul was giving to the Corinthian church because 
Even back in the Corinthian church, it was a great church. It was a very Pentecostal-style church. Uh, man, they, they got really excited there. They got a little overexcited in that church, and Paul kind of had to you know, put some guidelines in there and say, okay, you're, you're getting a little overzealous here, and there's some things that you, know, you need to be brought back and line yourself with the word of God. And, and, you know, he was giving them some instructions. And, you know, even in the midst of that, well, then you get, you know, some false prophets, false teachers that will come in. And, you know, that will happen in any church where you'll get some people that will come in. And they'll start to sway people to try to bring them to a different uh, doctrine or a different gospel. And, and they will come along. And so the Apostle Paul is warning them of that problem and saying, you need to stay Strong. You need to guard your faith because, you know, we have an eternity to be thinking about. This isn't just the present. we got an eternity where we'll live forever and ever. And there is a heaven and there is a hell. You don't want to go to hell. That is not a good place. There's nothing good there. We all should want to go to heaven. God desires that we all would go to heaven. But he gives us a choice that we can choose which place that we want to spend eternity and God is working hard and, and drawing people unto himself. But he's saying to the church, you need to be strong. You, you need to stand up for your faith. And, and that's what I want to share with you this morning about standing strong in your faith. And we're just really going to focus on the one verse here at the end of that chapter, of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians 58. And it says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. 1 Corinthians 58, King James Version says it this way, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is, never, is not in vain in the Lord. And that's kind of a conclusion that the Apostle Paul comes to as he's addressing some of the issues of error uh, that was happening in the church, some of the false teachers, some of the false prophets uh, that were speaking things that were really contrary to the word of God. And so the first thing that he speaks about, he tells us to be strong, to be strong. He says, when you start seeing you know, some of these things starting to come to pass where uh, there's people that start to fall away from the faith, that means... The enemy is in the midst. The enemy has come in. He's infiltrated the body, and he's trying to discourage people, draw people away, and destroy the work of God. We need to remember there is an enemy that is fighting against us, and sometimes we think it's people. It's not people, friends. It's the enemy, Satan himself. Yes, he can use people. Sometimes we can be totally unaware that he may be using us to do something that's going to discourage someone else in the faith. And we need to be careful. He said, be strong. Be strong. Hold on to the truth of your faith. First part of 1 Corinthians 15, 58. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. And that's something we need to be. We need to be strong in our faith. We need to be able to withstand the pressures, the deceptions, the temptations that will come our way. We need to be determined, filled with self-control, wise judgment, that we may not be deceived. We need to hold firmly to the gospel, intellectually, morally, physically, spiritually, grounding ourselves in the faith, continuing to read and study 
the word of God and praying every day and continuing to gather together. The Bible talks about forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together. And, you know, I, I know lots of these new doctrines that are out there telling you, you know, you don't need the church. You don't need to attend a church because you're the church. Well, that is true. You are the church. I am the church. But if I'm doing things all by myself, then all I am is an island. I'm, I'm accomplishing nothing. I'm doing nothing. There's a lot of people that have to convince that, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm, I am the church. Well, what are you doing as a church? Are you gathering together? Because if you're not gathering together, you're not going to have much influence. You're not going to have much impact upon the world that we're supposed to be reaching. Each one of us is, yes, is the church. But we need to be coming together, working together. I know there was a, uh, a pastor this week, uh, David Fry is his name, and he has a liver issue. He's not doing well. He was in the hospital. He's back out of the hospital. But I was thinking as we were praying for him, I, I mentioned to the speaker to say, you know what, his son is here leading worship. I think we need to take some time to, to pray for this man that God would touch him. And, and in my mind, I could just see that, listen, when we start to pray, don't just let a pastor pray. Don't just let one person pray. We all need to be praying. And as the enemy it comes against us, whether it's sickness, whether it's disease or problems, difficulties, when we as the body of Christ start to pray, all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of us in the way of the enemy. But when the enemy wants to attack, oh, it's not just one person anymore. Oh, he's got to go to this person and that person and that person. And as we all stand in front of the enemy and say, no, enemy, you are not advancing anymore. We are standing against you as the body of Christ and saying, no. Uh, we say no to this sickness. We say no to this death. We say no to this persecution that is taking place as we stand together. We don't realize the power that we have when we stand together as the church against the enemy. We form like an army. He ain't getting through. That little demon, it ain't going to make it all through us because we're standing together and we're going to stop it. And so that's a little side trail, but that's a good trail. Forsake not that assembling. Uh, the church is meant to gather together to become a force to be reckoned with. And, and so guard your time uh, in the house of God. It needs to be a priority, not a thing of convenience. You know, well, when it's convenient, I'll be in church. No, that, that's not the way it works, friends. You, you need to make a commitment. I'm going to be in church. And when it's convenient, I'm going to do the, all those other things. That's the way it's supposed to work. we got to get serious about being strong in our faith. Or we will fall to the temptation. We will fall to the thoughts, uh, the false gospels that are being preached. Um, another word that's used here, along with being strong, is the word immovable, uh, as the King James uh, uses. Immovable, it says, be steadfast. Uh, that means hold your ground. Get to that place where you're not going to be moved. And listen, you can say anything you want. You can say anything that can happen. I am not going to be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the water, and you're not going to move me. My roots go down deep, and that's what we need to be. Our faith is not for sale. Your mind should not be changed. You will not be moved from that pursuit of faith in Jesus Christ. See, Jesus needs to remain our priority, and everything else needs to be secondary. And I know we got that messed up in our society today where, you know, Jesus is kind of when it works, I'm going to serve Jesus. When it works, 
you know, I'm going to go to church. No, it needs to be the other way around. Jesus is first. Everything else becomes secondary. That's what's important. And we need to take our faith seriously in these days. Build yourself up in the faith. Do your exercises. Build up those muscles that you might be strong in your faith and character. You know, I, I was thinking of how, you know, we like to go to the gym and, you know, we do all those exercises and get ourselves good and strong and all those things. Well, let me tell you what a church is. It's the gym. It's the gym that you go to. What, what, what's uh, When you get that word of God and, and you start looking at the word of God in prayer, they're like the weights. When you start pumping those weights, well, that's what the word of God is. That, that's, you know, uh, what prayer is. It, it, it gets you strong, makes you strong, makes you fit. And those are things that we need to be doing in these days. That is what will lead to success when we take that time, uh, you know, to do our exercises into the word of God, into prayer. Uh, it's kind of a message that you see throughout the Bible uh, that God speaks to various people uh, about this, uh, you know, to be strong, stand in the faith. First uh, Corinthians 16, 13 to 14, Paul ends this uh, First, uh, this uh, first book of First Corinthians with these words, he says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and don't forget to do everything in love. And that's why it's important these days uh, that, you know, as we see this uh, throughout the Bible where God is telling us, you need to strengthen yourselves, you need to get strong. Uh, don't throw aside these things, you know, oh, I don't need church. I, I don't need the Bible. I don't need these times of prayer. You won't make it, friend. If you really believe that, you're not going to make it. I guarantee you. It's a message really that's spoken, that God speaks, wrote the whole Bible. Uh, think of these messages to Joshua, King David, King Solomon, uh, that they passed down to their children and to the people. Joshua 1, 79 says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. To obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate them, uh, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong. And courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, success in life and success in faith comes when we choose to be strong and we exercise, we get into the weight of the word and the weight of the scriptures, into that, go to the gym, the local church, and get involved there. You know, we need to stay strong in the faith. The Bible is telling that in these days when you start seeing the signs of the times coming to pass more than ever before, we need to be working at keeping ourselves strong in the faith. You know, I know we're living in a society today where a lot of Christians, they value experience over theology and that we're, you know, kind of throwing out the theology. You know, we don't need theology. We just want, you know, to feel good and be blessed and, you know, God and experiences, well, let me tell you, you need them both. You need them both. You need the, the theology of the Word of God, and you also need the experiences where we encounter the Lord, where we uh, step out and we worship and we enjoy His presence. You need them both. Just to have one without the other, you don't do very well. We need them both, and we need to value the theology that we're raised up in and, and become strong once again in the faith. God calls us to be strong in the Word, to know the Bible, 
Uh, be strong in those times of prayer. Be strong in the area of gathering together uh, and be ready to stand for the gospel. We're living in days that, you know, right now they're pretty easy. They still are. Yes, we've gone through some little uh, things that haven't been maybe so convenient to us, uh, but that's nothing compared to other places of the world. Stand strong. Stand strong. Stand strong is the Lord is the word the Lord is speaking to us in these days. And then secondly, in standing strong for our faith, he's talking about be enthusiastic about your faith. Keep the enthusiasm. Keep that relation with God fresh. And again, that's something we need to work on because sometimes, you know, we, we can get that place where it's very boring uh, to be a Christian. Very boring. People look at our lives and say, man, that's a, what a boring life. That, uh, that doesn't show me much about God or that I'd want to serve God, then you're kind of boring. Well, there needs to be enthusiasm inside of us about God that people would see that, hey, this person here, they're excited about something. What is it that's different about that person than somebody else? And they need to see that in us. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Again, very important that we work for the Lord. Friend, there is no retirement and serving the Lord and being involved in the Lord's work. There's no such thing. You know, you might have a literal retirement, but if you stop doing things for God, man, I, I tell you, you're going to go downhill real quick. We need to continue to work enthusiastically, abounding in the work of the Lord. Because the work of the Lord is something that is profitable. It's something that's good for us. It's something that helps us to be strong in the Lord. Hebrews 10, 25, we already referred to it, says, Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Why do you think there's so many people out there today and infiltrating our churches and telling us, you know what, church isn't really all that important. You know, you really don't need to be there on a weekly basis. You know, as long as you show up once in a while, you know, give a little bit here, give a little bit there. Why do you think that's so prominent today? Because we are living in the last days, and the Bible is telling us, hey, you need to be gathering together even more. Come together even more because it's important for you. You need the church to help you through these times. The Lord's work needs to be a priority in our lives. You know, and I can tell you, uh, from experience, over 40 years in ministry now, and I, I've watched people that once served the Lord and now are no longer serving the Lord. I, I kind of notice there's a trend of, of what usually takes place. Usually the first thing you will see is that they back off from volunteering in the church. I don't want to do stuff in the church no more. I've been hurt. I don't like this. I don't like that. So I am not going to be a volunteer anymore in this church. Ha, there. That's the first step. Second step usually falls not too long after. All of a sudden, they're not in church very much anymore because they stop, start, ah, I don't need to go to church, and they start convincing themselves, soon they're not in church. Soon after that, they're not in church at all. They don't go to church anymore. And then soon after that, they're not even serving God anymore. Oh, they'll still know the talk, but there's no walk. No walk. I've seen that over and over and over again. And it bothers me. I was their pastor. I look back at that and say, man, what happened? What happened? 
that, that would convince them to walk away from their faith. Friend, there should be a joy in serving the Lord. And when that joy is not there, that's kind of a sign to us, I need to deal with something. Now, yes, sometimes it's people. Yes, people are people. And sometimes people do those people things, and they can get you upset, and they can get you offended. They can say things they shouldn't say, and you might feel like having a good old fight to straighten things out. And, you know, that can happen. It does, does happen in the churches. But what we need to realize that I need to keep my focus on Jesus because that's where my joy is. My joy is not in just, you know, one another. My joy is in the Lord. And so whether someone appreciates me or they don't appreciate me or they like me or they don't like me, listen, I'm doing it for the Lord. And if I keep that focus on the Lord, then I'm doing what I'm doing for him. There is joy. There is a joy that no one can rob from me because I'm doing it for God. And as you focus on the, on the Lord, that you're doing it for him, I want to tell you, your joy will stay with you. But if you start focusing on what people say or what people think, man, it'll take you down really, really quick. So keep the focus on the Lord. Be passionate about doing thing, uh, anything, really, that is kingdom-minded. Uh, avail yourself to work uh, in any area that's associated with the gospel. And if you get tired of doing a certain service or you get burnt out, because that happens too, even pastors get burnt out, then look for another area to be involved in the ministry. Look for something else to do that you can do that your joy might come back, that you might be excited about doing the things for God. It really is important uh, that we keep the focus on Jesus. Keep the focus on Him. And I, and I know, you know, when we try to keep that focus on Jesus, like, we all live in a busy world, and man, like uh, we're supposed to be here, there, and over here, and we're always supposed to be in like four places at the same time. How do you balance that, you know, with your kids? How do you balance that with work and with life? Well, that's something you got to figure out, but you need to recognize Jesus needs to be number one. Jesus needs to be the focus of your life. That's what's important. That's where the joy is, is you keep that focus on Jesus Christ. You know, our Christianity needs to get back to where everybody serves the Lord in one way or the other, keeping the focus on Jesus, keeping our joy in Him, and doing His work. And so, so important that we do that. We need to be a people of joy in what we're doing. We need to have joy in what we're doing. And so, if you want to be strong in your faith, get back to serving. Get back to serving. Get back to volunteering. Get back to that place where you're helping out in various ministries. There's enough ministries that are out there. They're not all within the church. Some of them are outside the church and various areas. And get involved. Get working for the Lord because that's your greatest joy. Yes, there's joy in all the things that this world offers. Man, this world offers some really cool things. I enjoy lots of things of this world. But you know what? I found that that joy is just temporary. It's just temporary because as soon as you get in there, it's like, yeah, this is fun, but now I'm looking for something else. I love cars. I can buy a car, and, and one day I can be looking at another one because it doesn't satisfy. It's fun, but it doesn't satisfy. There's only one person that's going to satisfy, and that's Jesus. Get close to Jesus. Keep the focus on Jesus. Don't allow people 
things, circumstances to rob you of your joy of serving the Lord. Because that's what's important. And these last days, serve the Lord. Get involved. Do something for God. And then lastly, in standing strong in our faith, kind of like uh, the Apostle Paul, he, he knew where there's a problem there, that we're trying to serve the Lord. And sometimes the enemy really gets to us because, you know, people say things, or sometimes we just feel it ourselves. Sometimes we think our emotions are really speaking to us the truth when they're not speaking the truth to us. And we start believing our lie that our work for the Lord has been in vain. It's been useless. Man, I've wasted my life serving the Lord in the church. I've wasted my time all these years. I could have been enjoying all the things of this world. And we start believing a lie that it's been all in vain. That's not the truth, friend. That's not the truth. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless or in vain. Nothing you ever do for God has been a waste of your time. Has not been. It's not been a waste of your time. It hasn't been useless. People have been touched by you. I look at the ministries of this church throughout the years, and it's amazing how you can find people in the community that come up to you and they talk about a ministry or something this church has done or people in this church have done that has impacted them, that has touched them. I want to tell you, nothing you have ever done for the Lord has been in vain. I don't care if people don't appreciate you anymore or they don't like the way you're doing things now or whatever. Friend, do it for the Lord. Do it for the Lord. Keep the focus on the Lord because nothing you do is ever, ever in vain with God. And, and friends, that's going to be a battle. It's going to go on with you. Uh, please note what the Lord says. Jeremiah 17.10 says, But I, the Lord, search all hearts, and I examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And so, again, keep the focus on the Lord because He's going to bless you. Galatians 6.9, Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And if you would read the book of Matthew, and you get into Matthew chapter 6, and it starts talking about a whole bunch of different areas. And the Lord is telling us, if you give, let me tell you, you will be rewarded. If you pray, you will be rewarded. If you take time to fast, you will be rewarded. If you take time to bless others, you will be rewarded. We need to remember God sees all. God will bless us for what we have done. Sometimes we don't, maybe you don't see all the rewards here on earth. Sometimes we do. Sometimes you don't. But you can be assured that there's going to be a reward for you waiting for you in heaven. And let me tell you, friend, that's an eternity. You get to enjoy that reward all for eternity versus your rewards we have here is only for a limited time. It's a limited time special that you get to enjoy some things in this life. But as you, the Bible says, store up your treasures in heaven because you know what? It lasts for an eternity. Nothing you do for God is in vain. Don't allow the enemy to come in and rob you of the joy of serving the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to rob you if you have a talent or a gift to, to use that gift. You want to don't want to stand before the Lord in the last days and God saying, what did you do for me? I gave you gifts. I gave you talents. What did you do? We don't want to stand there and say, I did nothing. 
I did nothing, God. I was kind of afraid, and uh, you know, and you know, people, God, you, you know how people respond. I, I just said, no, that's not going to happen to me. God's looking for what we're going to do with our talents and our giftings, and He will reward us for what we do. He will reward us for everything we do, every sacrifice, every hardship, everything you've ever done. The Lord will reward you. So don't listen to the critics. Just keep focusing on Jesus. Keep focusing, I'm going to work for the Lord. I'm not going to allow people to rob me of my reward. And it's interesting that, you know, as we uh, come to almost the end of the Bible, the Apostle John gives a message because he's realizing, you know what, we're allowing that sometimes. We allow people and things and situations to steal our rewards. And he says this in 2 John 1.8. He says, Watch out that you do not lose what you've worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you will receive your full reward. Keep the faith. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in your faith. I, I know that we as a church here at Bethel, we got a lot of people here that they believe to be strong in their faith. You do believe that. We've got a lot of people here that we do believe, you know what, theology is important. We also have a lot of people here that believe an experience is important, and we do. We want both. We want those encounters with the Word of God, and we also want those experiences with God. I think you really need them both. But those things are important here. But it does take work on our part. That, that you know, to remain strong, it just doesn't happen. You got to go to the gym. Uh, you got to lift the weights of the Word of God. You got to lift the weights of prayer. You got to go to that 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 place where you gather together and you're an encouragement to one another. That you build one another up. Those things are important. And to remember that as we get involved and we do things, when you're doing it for God, absolutely nothing is ever in vain. Nothing. I'm sorry if you felt you weren't appreciated or you felt that, you know, maybe, maybe, Pastor, you didn't note this or you didn't note that. Sometimes we don't. There's a lot of things in our minds. Sometimes as we come in here, there are, after hours, there's lots of things in our mind. But, friend, do it for the Lord. It's about Him. It's not about me, the pastor. It's not even about the church that we live here with. It's about serving Him, focusing on Him. Doing it for Him. As you do it for Him, there will be a joy and a peace and a strength that will come your way. So we close with this verse once again. I wanted to get deep down inside of it. So, my dear brothers, 1 Corinthians 58, brothers and sisters, be strong, immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless or in vain. Be strong. Keep standing. It's a time and a season that we are living in right now. We need to be strong. We need to be doing everything in our power to make sure that we're in a relationship with God that's remaining strong and true because that's so very, very important.